This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm delighted to go digging for gold with you in the unmatched, powerful, restorative, and miraculous Word of God. How I love the holiday season that's framed by Thanksgiving on one end and by New Year's Day on the other end. Every single day that is squished between the last Thursday in November and the very first day of the brand new year holds a delight and a gladness that the other days of the calendar year just cannot match. Why is this? Well, I believe that it is because of the miracle of Christmas. How appropriate that, in human terms, we begin this momentous season by the giving of thanks and we close it by the start of something brand new. During this last month of the calendar year, we will be traveling back to Bethlehem and rediscovering all of the joy of Christmas. All of history pivoted on this one extraordinary event and our world has never been the same again. So join me on my journey to Bethlehem as we hear donkeys braying, as we smell the pungent hay in the manger and experience the stars that brilliantly light up the field where the shepherds kept watch. On today's podcast, we will be looking at two distinct groups of people who, although they were not main characters in the Christmas story, still experienced the miracle of it all. We'll be talking about the shepherds and the angels. Now, there's no easy way to do this in a chronological manner. The shepherds only appear once, and the angels come in and out of the action several times. So this is what we're going to do. We will join the shepherds first and learn from their Christmas experience. And then we'll hop around a bit as we study the role that the angels played in this magnificent, never-to-be-forgotten story of the birth of Christ. Open your Bibles, would you, today, to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. Shepherds, who were these men, and why did God involve them in the Christmas story? Shepherds were dirty, uneducated men with grime under their fingernails and the sludge of life in their brains. There were a group of these shepherds one night huddled around a fire in the inky black of night. These muddy specimens of humanity were cold and shivering while trying to stay awake. Their only responsibility in life was to keep track of a herd of dumb sheep that were restless, disobedient, and likely lice-infested. Shepherds were a hopeless crew of men with nothing to look forward to, knowing that nothing about their lives would ever change. You know, life can become quickly pointless if you're a man who lives with sheep drool on his clothes and sheep dung between his toes. This night, this particular night, was no different from thousands of other dark, cold, lonely nights for this woe-begone band of brothers. When the night couldn't get any blacker and the sheep couldn't get any more cantankerous, suddenly, in an instant of time, something so miraculous happened that life would never again be the same for them 
or for you and me. Luke chapter 1, verse 9, And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Unexpectedly, heaven exploded into the small, cold, dark world of the shepherds. The song of the angels burst forth into the war zone of earth and proclaimed the joy of heaven into the hopeless and meaningless existence of the shepherds. Stars were falling and bursting in rare and glorious colors while the heavens opened and a majestic angel choir began to sing a mighty symphony that can still be heard today. Jesus invaded this dark, cold world with heaven's joy, and it's still his gift to you today. His presence in your life makes shepherds dance and angels sing. Your heart can become an explosion of joy because of the birth of a baby over 2,000 years ago. You can receive joy because of Jesus. You can walk in peace because of this baby. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The first word that the angels used to describe the birth of Jesus Christ was the word joy. And it should be the first word used to describe you as well. Joy is the birthmark of a Christian because when you accept Jesus into your heart, you are branded for life with his eternal joy. You have become a vessel of his presence where there is always fullness of joy. Your life has now become purposeful as you carry the Christ child to this inky, dark, and restless world. The hopelessness of your life has dissipated because you now understand the honor of transmitting the joy of his presence to the muddy specimens of humanity of your generation. You know, the song of the angels was never meant to be heard only by a solitary group of shepherds. When the angels sang that historic night, they were singing to those of you with the drool of life upon your heart and the dung of circumstances in your soul. The symphony of heaven ricochets through the ages and has as its focus destination your cold and perhaps lonely existence. Joy truly has come to your world and nothing will ever be the same again. Okay, now let's talk about those angels. Angels are an intrinsic and dynamic part of the Christmas story. Christmas simply would not have happened without these God-sent messengers from heaven's glory. We don't know whether or not the angels were clothed in flowing white robes, whether they had a halo that was sparkling, or even whether or not they flew with wings into the Christmas scene. But what we do know is that these angels carried the heart of God concerning the momentous event that was about to take place. Angels appear four times in the traditional Christmas story, and each time, although they carried different pieces of information concerning what was about to happen, 
their message you'll discover is always the same. These angels always said these four words, do not be afraid. It was what the angel said first to Zacharias in Luke chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. Let me read it to you. Now, it happened that while Zacharias was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside at the hour of the incense offering. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to Zacharias, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. Now, these angels had the same message to the very young Mary. This is what the angel Gabriel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verses 30 and 31. The angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. It was also what the angels said to Joseph, the unsuspecting earthly father of the baby who would come from heaven. Joseph's story is found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Jesus, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when Joseph had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And finally, it was the words of the angels to the shepherds on the hillside that dark, lonely night. Let me read it to you once again from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Do not be afraid. I believe that those four words just may be the message that heaven is sending to your heart this Christmas season. Christmas declares that Jesus and fear 
are mutually exclusive. When Jesus arrives on the scene, there is absolutely no reason to be afraid. His presence powerfully removes any reason for fear. It's time for you, my friend, to step away from your fear and into his presence. I pray that this Christmas and for every day of the coming year, that you will realize that when Jesus has been birthed into your heart, there is no reason for fear or for worry. The message of Christmas has not changed much in 2,000 years, and I can guarantee that the words of the angels are still ringing clearly into our 21st century world. Do not be afraid. When your circumstances are falling apart, remind yourself, do not be afraid. When there's not enough money to pay the bills, remind yourself, do not be afraid. When you're dealing with disappointment, pain, or loneliness, remind yourself, do not be afraid. Did you know that one of the names that heaven has identified Jesus as is the Prince of Peace? Jesus, the Son of God, has been given ruling authority in the realm of peace. And in reality, there's no way you will ever experience peace without his presence in your life. There is no way you'll ever be the beneficiary of peace without allowing him to rule and reign in you. God has promised that he would give his peace to those whose hearts and minds are fully stayed on him. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but it is the very real presence of God. And because of Jesus this Christmas and every Christmas, you can rest in his overwhelming and satisfying peace. My hope for you this Christmas is that you will experience more joy, more hope, and more peace than you ever thought was possible. The God of Christmas is still giving gifts to his children today, so receive all that he has for you. I'd love to hear from you this Christmas season, so feel free to email me at carol at carolmccloudministries.com. I have a whole team of people who pray for every prayer request that comes in, so let us know how we can pray for you. You can also grab lots of encouragement from visiting my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com. If you're looking for a meaningful gift for the women on your shopping list, would you take a few minutes today to shop on my website? It's filled with resources that will bring joy not only for Christmas, but for every day of the calendar year. And now let's pray. Jesus, today we just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming as a baby in Bethlehem. Thank you for bringing hope and peace and joy to our broken world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope that you'll join me next time on A Jolt of Joy.